Five o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In five, four, three, two, one. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. So it was uh, four years ago that uh, we lost Prince. Give me these songs any day over uh, the Michael Jackson songs that Derek Alcorn used to play. Hey, hey, I like them both. Don't get out of line now. Uh, ben Byram there. I'm Patrick Johnson. Thanks for being with us uh, here. Uh, just in the last 30 minutes, a flurry of activity in the world of sports uh so much to get into my gracious uh we've also uh, a late addition to the show added terrence copper to today's lineup uh we'll check in with uh, the ecu all-time great and then uh paul tronth will join us later on today and uh don't tell anybody this ben you folks listening out me. there don't tell anybody this just Bring the music down a little bit here, Ben, because I want everybody to be able to hear this. So just come come close to your speaker. A little closer. We're going to reunite Teacop and Troth on the air. Did you hear that? I kind of whispered it. I but uh, Teacop and Paul Troth, we're going to reunite them on the air. Shh, don't tell anybody. Okay, okay. Don't tell anybody. All right. So there you go. We're, we're making that? memories. We're, uh, we're making memories. Uh, and I just got co- a confirmation email. It's not the final confirmation. Uh, we're, we're, we're now nailing down a time, but uh, Mike Oresco is going to be on with us tomorrow. Commissioner of the American Athletic Conference. So we, whew, we're telling you about a lot of news today. We'll probably break some news tomorrow. What do you think? I think we will. It's an exciting week. There's a lot going on. Boy, it's, it's busy. So in the last 30 minutes, Rob Gronkowski, Gronk, Rob Gronkowski has been traded to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Said he wanted to come back to football and now Gronk and the Patriots work out a deal that sends him to Florida. I think we have a new Florida man. Rob Rob Gronkowski would be perfect for Florida. For Florida, that sounds like the perfect landing spot for Gronk. He he almost would be. The only thing I think might be better would be Jacksonville. What about Vegas? Tampa Tampa's a pretty good. No, no, Florida. Gronkowski's a Florida. Yeah, Florida. Florida's the best for him. That's the best way for him. So think about this now. And our friend uh, Brett McMurphy, friend of the show, Brett McMurphy, uh, tweeted this. Tampa's got quite the triumphant now. They've got the big three. Brady, who got cited for working out at a park in Tampa yesterday. More on that as time allows today. Uh, Gronk and then Carol Baskins from what Tiger a, King. What a circus. What a wild place. <laughs> uh, so Gronkowski... And a seventh-round pick to the Buccaneers for a fourth-round pick 
uh, is what the trade is. And it is pending a physical. And, of course, WWE, who is in the news themselves today, Vince McMahon sued. More on that. Uh, the uh, WWE doesn't hesitate to note that Rob Gronkowski is their hashtag 24-7 champion. What has that been? Is he a champion in the WWF of some kind? Wasn't he just on WrestleMania? Yeah, he was the host of WrestleMania, I believe. Oh, gracious sakes. That sounds that sounds dreadful. It was terrible. It was bad. He was awful on it. I'm I'm not going to even sugarcoat it. He was so bad on WrestleMania. It wasn't even funny. You know, there was a lot of speculation at the end of last year that he was going to, if he'd healed kind of properly, was going to think about coming back. And now he's back. Rob Gronkowski to Tampa Bay. So what does this mean, Ben? Because they've got a a little bit of a log jam there at tight end, right? Yeah, they got O.J. Howard and Cameron Brait. Those are two quality, solid starting tight ends. So the the tight end room is a little bit crowded there. They might have to trade a tight end here soon. Who do you part ways with? For for value, I'm saying if you want some more picks, I would say O.J. Howard. But uh, if you want to get rid of like a, a veteran who maybe is – Taking up a little bit on the cap space, I would say Cameron Brait. You know, I would say that now if Tampa Bay really wants to get kind of crazy, O.J. Howard, two days before the draft starts, is has tremendous value, right? And you have an opportunity now to get you know, so they pick up a fourth round. Maybe you could get a second or third round. I mean, I would think O.J. Howard would command certainly a second round at least, right? There's no doubt in my mind that O.J. Howard could get a second. He now, is, Gronkowski is, has a history of being banged up, correct? He does. He does. So do you keep O.J. Howard and just try to find somebody that would be a suitor for Cameron Braith? Because... One of those two, Howard or Braid, aren't stand, correct? Correct. I mean, I just, I can't imagine you're keeping, but you you need somebody with some productivity. So uh, that's huge news though, right? I mean, that literally, literally was reported and happened within the last 30 minutes. So some reaction from uh, our guest today uh, when we talk to them a little bit later on. You don't know the other piece of big news that uh, happened? What's that? I, right before we came on the air? This is a big air? day. This is a huge day. So according to something called UCTV Sports, breaking, and this was uh, a little over an hour ago, UConn's president, uh, Castellius, Tom Castellius, I believe is how it's pronounced. Anyway, the president of UConn, the University of Connecticut, says that fall sports will likely be canceled. This is a quote. Current thinking is that likely fall sports will be canceled with the exception of those that can't be played at a safe distance. The president spoke to a UConn journalism class moments ago. Castellaeus noted that if fall sports are canceled, scholarships will still be honored. He also said watching the men's basketball team was the highlight of his year. Blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. I, I don't think that there's any doubt that UConn would love to not have football. This affirms that in my mind. 
Now, you were telling me just minutes ago, I guess a, a um, one of the flacks there at the University of Connecticut came out to try to clarify these statements. She did. She did. Uh, she's a spokesperson, and she tried to clarify. Right, a PR flack. Yeah. <laughs> if the current conditions continue with the quarantine and COVID-19, then that's when they will cancel fall sports. So essentially, a nicer way of saying what the president said. Current thinking is that likely fall sports will be canceled with the exception of those that can be played at a safe distance. She was very upset about it, though. She was saying, like, everybody was uh, misinterpreting it or something like that. Uh, I mean, they, they quoted the guy in the tweet. I don't know how you could misinterpret a quote. She's getting upset like they're blowing out of proportion, that they're saying things. No, I that think that's say. big news. I think that's enormous news, don't you? Uh, yeah, I would say so. So, there we go. That's uh, now not the Americans' headache anymore because UConn is now in the Big East and they're going to be independent in football. But doesn't that throw a little bit of fuel into a, a problematic fire if you're going to have uh, UConn not play football this year because of all this? Uh, wow. Now, again, the PR flat comes out and denies it, right? Correct. Yeah, basically. That's what she's trying to do, but she didn't really do a great job of it, though. I so, would say. right now, UConn has a game scheduled in early November, if we're playing, at UNC. November 7th. So, yeah, how do you handle that? How do you find a replacement? for that game and how soon I, do you act on if, that? If you are playing in the fall and they are not, uh, I guess you just have an extra off week and you don't play the 12 games. I mean, we saw something kind of uh, similar to that start to transpire. And if you are playing and people are playing, maybe you get somebody on the schedule who also is on that schedule. You play that sort of extra game in December like ECU had to do a couple of years ago with with NC State to get the 12th game after the Virginia Tech debacle. Uh, I mean, Indiana's right now on their schedule. Illinois, Virginia, Ole Miss, Liberty, San Jose State, Middle Tennessee, Army. So, I mean, there's, you know, there's, there's some people there, maybe. I don't know. But if you're pushing everything back and everybody's playing later in the semester or next into 2021, does it matter? But again, I mean, that, and that's that's not, you know, a coach being taken out of context. I mean, that's the president of the university there. Pretty amazing stuff. Uh, again, UConn coming out with a little PR statement that that was not a hundred percent denial, but I think a clarification might be the way to to talk about that. Right? That'd yeah. probably be the best way to put that. I would say so. Yeah. Oliver Luck has sued Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Uh, the XFL commissioner suing McMahon says he was wrongfully terminated in a case that was filed in Connecticut last week. This was uh, the Action Network and our friend Darren Ravel, your boy Ravel, reporting this. He claims, does uh, Oliver Luck, that he is owed money that he was guaranteed when he signed to become the commissioner in May 2018. According to the report from the Action Network, Luck received a contract for in between 20 to $25 million over five years, so a 4 to $5 million annual salary on average. 
The contract stipulated he'd be due the remaining balance if terminated without cause. McMahon pledged to back his second attempt at an upstart football league with hundreds of millions of dollars of his own money. The new XFL lasted 20 games before the league shut down due to the coronavirus outbreak. Did you know, Ben, that the AF lasted longer than the the XFL? I did not know that, but looking back uh, and thinking about it and doing the math, uh, I did, guess yeah. they did. I guess they did, which is which is kind of sad. Luck, as well as other top executives, were missing from the XFL's bankruptcy filing, which was uh, eight days ago. Luck's suit notes that he was never listed as a creditor because Alpha Entertainment, McMahon's entity, filed to reject many executive contracts at the same time as filing their petition. Now, this comes about... As just days ago, the WWE, Vince McMahon's entity, which, according to some things I've read, even with what's going on right now, is still on track to have its most profitable year ever. Think about that. That makes no sense whatsoever. Well, it's because of the TV deal. It's because of the TV deal they have with Fox, well, yeah, which Fox. pays them I didn't even a think ton of that. money. Yeah. To, to put on some hideous programming. Absolutely I mean, terrible. Oh, God. Garbage. Our guy, television. Mike Mooneyham, was losing his mind last night as they had Raw on USA. But McMahon let go of a lot of guys from his right, even some people who had just signed new contracts. Let them go last week. Within days, had just signed new contracts and got rid of them. Big contracts at that. And he the reason is to make his stockholders uh, feel a little better and that they're going to show better profitability this quarter again in a year where they're going to make all kinds. So right now up in, uh, Connecticut, lots of, uh, I'm sure lots of stress on Vincent Kennedy McMahon, when you say catching a lot of heat during the, Oh, from all directions. And the thing about this, him releasing the, the wrestlers after filing for bankruptcy at the XFL, that wasn't just like a wrestling dirt sheet story. I mean, that was a national media story. He was getting torched over the weekend on that. That's that. It's just awful timing. Why would you do that? Especially during these times. It's just, it makes no sense to me. Gronk back in the NFL with Brady and Tampa. Who'd have thunk it? Okay. Uh, we'll talk to Terrence Copper. We haven't even gotten to the huge ECU basketball news today. Uh, we'll get to that. And uh, Terrence Copper will be our guest to talk a little bit about that. Kind of a cool story with his connection to uh, Noah Farrakhan, more appropriately, his kid's connection, as the Pirates get a three-star guard who uh, is really a highly heralded uh, kid, an explosive player, a real highlight guy on tape, huge pickup. I mean, Ohio State was in the bidding for this, Florida, uh, and uh, ECU picking up a big commit today. So uh, more on that, Terrence Copper's thoughts on that when we return on the Patrick Johnson show. The P-Man. He's a big dumb animal, isn't he, folks? This is the Patrick Johnson show on 94.3 The Game. All right, uh, welcome back. What a lovely day today. Uh, 
And looking at a low tonight uh, of uh, 47. Uh, tomorrow, 66 with sun. I guess there's going to be a little bit of a cold front that will pass through. Rain is in the forecast Thursday. And uh, rain is in the forecast uh, early on Friday and uh, for Saturday. But uh, temps will uh, rebound uh, from 66 Thursday to 76 on Friday, 70 on Saturday. And uh, Sunday might be the pick of the litter, 74 as far as the weekend uh, goes with a few clouds uh, around. Welcome back in. Uh, Really excited to uh, learn today that this uh, kid, Noah Farrakhan, who is a uh, a three-star guard uh, out of the IMG Academy, uh, was a kid that played in the the John Wall. Uh, Also, uh, I think the Patrick School up in New Jersey. I mean, this... This kid is a big-time uh, guard and an explosive guard and, and can play off the ball but is a point guard and is just uh, been a pretty heralded kid. Uh, had a lot of different schools on him. Florida was one of them, Maryland, uh, Minnesota, Mississippi State, Ohio State, Penn State, Penn, Pittsburgh, uh, Providence out of the Big East, Seton Hall, St. John's, VCU, Virginia Tech, Wake, and uh, a little bit of interest uh, from uh, Virginia during the process. But he winds up going to ECU. So Noah Farrakhan. And uh, our great friend Terrence Copper joins us here. Pam Pack, ECU, NFL legend. <laughs> T Cop, how are yeah. you, buddy? How are you and the family? And happy birthday to your wife, by the way. Thank you, Pat. How you been doing, man? Doing well. We're hanging in there. I hope you are. Yes, sir. Yeah, we, we're uh, social distancing, uh, staying in the house, staying away from everybody, just trying to stay out of the way, you know, uh, but hopefully, hoping that things get turned around so we can open up here real, real soon. Yeah, I know you are, and uh, you're one of those small businesses uh, uh, that are a real community uh, linchpin out there, and uh Let's yeah. hope there's a plan to get everybody back to work uh, sooner than later. Uh, hey, Terrence, yeah. uh, so you, you've already put out there in the, in the Twitter sphere that you're going to get season basketball tickets. You're ready to go oh, now. De- definitely. <laughs> you know, uh, when, when I first found out about uh, Farrakhan coming to East Carolina, well, committing to come to East Carolina, I, I didn't read about it on Twitter or anything like that. My son, my youngest son, Tariq, ran in the room. Like, listen, we got to go to every game now. We got because no one is going is uh, going to East Carolina. So I looked at it and I like, wow. But they, my kid's been knowing about Noah Farrakhan and the big fans of his since three or four years ago. You know, so they've been following this guy's career for about three years now, three or four years. And so once he committed East Carolina, oh, it was all over. You know, and I was a big fan of his as well. Not as big as theirs, but I still I enjoyed watching him play. Uh, I enjoyed uh, his highlight stuff and just his kind of whole story, you know. So, you know, once he came to East Carolina, you know, we locked in. The kids they're locked in, so I got to be locked in with them. So, I mean, we we getting season tickets. So here's what's great about this. Um, you know, a lot of the way that these legends are built now is is basically YouTube and any kind of social media. And and this kid's, I mean, there's all kinds of highlight tapes on this kid, Noah Farrakhan. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like he, he drives in one of them down the lane and with just great ease elevates over two guys with one hand and, and throws it down on them. 
Yeah, he, uh, I, I saw another one in his AAU where he was hitting some corner threes. I mean, this kid looks like a pretty complete player. He, he's tough, and his game is very smooth. He got a very smooth game. Like I said, we had the luxury of going to the, the John Wall Classic and watching him play uh, play up there this past – I forgot when it was – this past year. Mm-hmm. And they, they played – they also played Farmville Central, and they beat – they snapped Farmville Central record. Yeah. 42-day news streak. But – and that was another reason, you know, my kids, they just fell in love with him just being a chance to see him play in person. You know, my oldest son, he's already at East Carolina, you know, so he's going to have tickets to go to every game. He's going to be front row. Uh, he was a big fan of his as well. Uh, so it's, it's it's exciting, the fact he's coming in. And the fact that East Carolina, I'm excited for East Carolina basketball to just get this type of hype coming to East Carolina. And, and you know, like I know, talent follows talent. You know, so hopefully he'll be – uh, transportation to other talented kids. They got a lot of hype. You know, hopefully they can live up to the hype, but they have a lot of hype around them to come to East Carolina. Maybe they'll start pulling more people in. You know, what's interesting is, uh, you know, Joe Dooley's not backed off as far as recruiting any of these sort of big-time uh, high-level recruits. I mean, he's, he's stayed in there on them. And mm-hmm. like you say, it kind of takes that one time where you get a guy that's a, a three- or four-star guy in, and then boom. Uh, it kind of opens the gates a little bit. Uh, the great Terrence Copper is with us. So the other piece of breaking news that kind of happened within the last 30 minutes before we came on the air was uh, Rob Gronkowski's back. He's He got traded from New England down to Tampa, so he reunites with Brady. That's, that's big. What, what, what do you think of that, T-Cop? I think that's huge. Uh, it looks like, I mean, just watching him on TV, it looked like he stayed in shape. Uh, it looked like he actually cut a little bit of weight. You know, uh, a lot of times when guys retire, how old is Gronk? You know how old he was? Ben, Google that real quick. Uh, ben says 31. But 31. So, you know, he still has some He still has some years on his belt. He may have a few more years. You know, and a lot of times when guys are beat up the way he was, they needed a year off. Take a year or two off, let their body heal back up, and then get that passion, that fire to come back. Because from my understanding, it was just the fact he was just beat up. You know, his body was beat up, but now he doesn't have a year or so to kind of heal up. You know, I mean, I think he could really be a big factor for the Patriots this year. Tom Brady trusts him, you know, so that's that's very important for your quarterback to trust you. You know, and just have a guy like that walking into your facility, you know, that's that's huge for a program that's trying to turn it around. I, I still think that we have some fuel in the tank for Terrence Copper. No. <laughs> No, I said that quickly. <laughs> no. Well, how is how you've got a lot of time to you you were making time to work out and you got all these gains going, right? Mm-hmm. Uh when we when I last saw you, you you looked you looked like you're ready to step back on the field. Even Mike you know, you Houston and Jeff Charles were talking about how stout you look. You, you know what though? In the NFL it's not just about the body, it's the mental. And for me, physically, I feel like I could, I mean, of course, I would have to get, still cut some weight, but uh, get my body back ready to, to take a pounding. But it's the mental part. You know, mentally, I'm just not, I'm not, I don't think I'm ready for that grind that I know I'm going to have to go through physically. You know, and that's the mental part of it, that, that I, I don't know if I'm ready to accept that challenge when it comes to what I know I'm going to have to go through. Because uh, I, I think you. I've just been out of it. I've been out of it too much, too long uh, when it comes to actually getting out there and 
and playing again. Of course, I know the game like the back of my hand, but immensely, I don't think I'm there to get back out there and endure what I've had to what I've had to endure. Well, see, Bays said a year ago that he could get back out there. Like last summer, Bays said, "No, if I had to, I could go out there and punt." <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, what? Look, don't don't shoot the messenger on this, T Cop. I'm just no, telling you. I'm not. Bays says know, he so, could get out there and punt. He could. He he'd be and, good for a few punts. And, and you know that. And you know what? I believe it. I believe <laughs> it. I, I, I just I, I know the pounding that I'm going to take when I get out there. I already know well, it. Do, you know, it's not it's not so much the pounding. It's it's the after effects. My feet hurting. My knees hurting. My yeah. back. My hips are hurting. That's what you got to be ready to accept that grind. And even though all those things are hurting. You can't take any days off. You got to get back out and do it again tomorrow. You know, mm. so that's that's the mental part that you got to be ready for. So you're saying a little different than a punter, obviously. If Andrew Bays is listening, I I think I'm a little different than a punter. No disrespect to punters. I got some punter, some good friends that are punters, <laughs> <laughs> some Hall of Famers that soon be Hall of Famers. But yeah, uh, I'm a little different than a punter. All right. Uh, all right, so one of the things we, we're going to have uh, Paul Troth on today to break some uh, of these quarterbacks down for the draft, right? Because mm-hmm. Paul kind of does, you know, he's the quarterback whisperer now. Um, yeah. Can you hang through the break? We're not going to do an update here. We're just going to go to break, and we're going to get Troth on, because I want you and Troth to reunite today here on the show <laughs> and, and talk about you guys when you first encountered one another. So are you good to do that? I'm good to do it. I'm good. All right. T-Cop's going to stay on the phone. Paul Troth, we reunite him with uh, Terrence, so don't tell him anything, Ben. And then we're going to uh, get into uh, some of T- or uh, rather Paul's uh, analysis of uh, all the different quarterbacks that will uh, be drafted over the weekend. So stay tuned. That is coming up here on the PJ Show. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Like us on 94.3 The Game's Facebook page for breaking sports news, pictures, and videos, programming alerts, and the latest from the ECU Pirates. Patrick Johnson. I think he's a hedonist and an overblown grandstander. This is the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Paul Troth has become uh, the quarterback whisperer, and he's become a big TV star in Washington, D.C., ECU football alum. Hello, Paul. Hey, Patrick. How are you, buddy? We're going to talk about the draft. We're going to talk about quarterbacks. But first, we're about about like, uh, you know, big moments here on the PJ Show. I've got a big moment scheduled, a little surprise for you, Paul. Okay, okay. Terrence Copper is with us here on the phone. T-Cop. Oh my gosh! Oh, the, what's up, man? The magic what's of radio. <laughs> we got that connection back. <laughs> what you been up to, man? Oh, just trying to survive in the, the zombie apocalypse, my friend. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> All right, here's why I wanted to have you guys on because you both have told this version of the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys either weren't signed, or Paul, you were already at ECU, and T Cop hadn't hadn't he had I guess verbaled, but hadn't signed yet. And you guys no, no, spent no, a lot. Opposite. All right, tell yeah, me the, the whole story. Run the whole story for me, Paul. <laughs> let me get your version. Uh, so Terrence was going into his senior year, and I was going into my junior year. And yep. uh, everybody knows Coach Logan. He's not a people person, right? I mean, he's just not like he, he just 
you know, it's a Steve Logan football camp, but it's really just like, hey, uh, I'm, I'm just, I just want to find the guys. I want to work them out. I, you know, don't bother me. And so it was <laughs> one of those things where uh, I wake up to go to the afternoon practice, and actually, I didn't wake up. I, we, I, we, we, like me and my boys are like, man, we are exhausted. Well, and we actually were going to skip the practice. And I was like, oh, and the GA comes to the door. He's like, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, what do you mean? Uh, we're, we're just, he's like, man, Coach Logan's trying to work you out. And I'm like, oh, no. Like, I was like, through everything, my opportunity. And um, they, I remember they took like a golf, like, they, they took me in a golf cart to the field. They left my other teammates at the door. <laughs> so I either thought I was really special or I really was going to get just chewed out. Um, and then I, I get it, and I remember it was, it was pretty hot. And Terrence, mm-hmm. you know, they said this, this Terrence Copper kid, he's committed. We we're trying to, I think he was committed, but um, you know, he's going to catch some routes. And basically, he, he put me through, put us through a pro day workout. And to this day, it was like, I, that's the best I've ever thrown. And I, I, I honestly can say I have. I have it on film. It might be the best workout I've ever done. And, it, and Terrence, Terrence made me look good. I mean, he, it was the first time I was told to throw it to certain spots. I needed here, not there, timing. And uh, it was fun. I mean, that was, and, and Terrence can tell you, my dad to this day, he talks about it every chance he gets. He, I mean, he's in his 60s now, and he just enjoys reminiscing about that. Pat, I'm telling you, Pat, that workout was crazy. Wherever they was telling him to put that ball at, he was putting it spot on. Like he talking about I made his made him look good. He made me look good because all I had to do was <laughs> put my hands up and it was there. You know, so I mean he was spot on, man. And look, going back to the story about hiding out, like that camp was so hot. Like it was times where me and a couple of guys, we we was hiding under the bed in closets trying to skip those practices. It was so hot. <laughs> yeah, and it was just a high school camp. It was just a high school. It was high school. <laughs> yeah. That's great. That is great. Uh, yeah. Paul, I know you're busy, but you no, know, once, once we get down to normal, once we get back to normal, uh, yeah. I w- we need to get you back down to Greenville. Uh, hey, I'm excited for a game. I, oh, yeah. my gosh. I, I tune in every Saturday to hear T-Cop and everybody talk about the game and um, I just, I, I'm sure it keeps out the same way as like, you know, it ebbs and flows with pirate football. And, uh, yeah. every time we've, we've been down, we've always come back stronger. And I think with the leadership and you always got a good mix of old heads with coach Kirkpatrick and coach Shankweiler. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm really, I'm really good friends with coach because he recruits this area that I'm from. And, uh, he actually signed my receiver from my high school, um, big tall kid, uh, Tyler Savage. And, I'm just looking forward to seeing how, you know, the improvement is going to go and the discipline. I think that above all else, you know, is as an ex-player, you just want the program in the right hands and just seeing what it's been through and now where it's at, it's going to be good to, good to go down there and check out some games. All right, T-Cop, thank you, man. I, I appreciate you coming on earlier, and I appreciate you hanging on long enough to, well, uh, hey, to is, say hello. Isn't your son there, too? Yeah, my son, he's there, yep. Yeah, he he got that this year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. All he, right. He's excited All about right. it. I think yeah. I think this year I really feel like this year is going to be a, a turnaround year. Uh, I'm not saying they're going to they're going to go undefeated or anything like that, but I really think we're going to get the bowl eligible, and that's the first start of it. You know, just take one game at a time and let's see if we can get bowl eligible. 
Dude, hey, I've told I've all these other kids, though, can you see all the swag they have now? I'm so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we had one helmet. We had one helmet back in the day. Now we like four. That was it. That was it. You know, even I know. and we couldn't we couldn't wear like purple on purple or anything like that. Or we didn't have any black uniforms. No. Terrence, they right? was like pulling teeth to let them spat our shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was excited to get that done. Uh, Say it again no. now. I was saying it was just pulling teeth to get that done. I mean, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So I miss you, man. I'm excited to see you guys. Well, I can't wait to see you again, Paul. This was great. Hey, Terrence, thanks a lot. And I'll talk to you soon, buddy. Thank you for uh, hanging around and doing this. I appreciate it. I'll see y'all guys later, man. All right. There he goes. Hi, brother. Terrence Copper. Terrence got great. It was great to have Terrence on. Paul, are you still good on this line? We got you good. You got to go. Oh, yeah. All right. I'm I'm good. Paul Troth, major star now. With yeah. in, with uh, NBC Sports up in uh, Washington D.C. and yeah. he's the quarterback whisperer. I wanted to ask you about a couple of guys. I don't know how you know with the draft coming up with the Redskins. Going to ask you a little bit about the Redskins situation, you know. But I'm sure you've looked a little bit at some of these guys on some level that are the quarterbacks that uh, that would go in the draft. And obviously, it looks like Joe Burrow is going to be the top guy uh, going to right. Cincinnati. You've studied Burrow, I'm sure, a little bit. What do you make of him? Uh, he's, uh, he's just smooth. I mean, he's smooth. He's a, a guy who, when you watch old Joe Montana tape, he's very similar. Um, he's so graceful. Um, he, he don't like to use cute words like that, but that's kind of the only words I can describe him as because he's so confident about, uh, where he's going with the football. He knows, um, how to be a pro, I think after just this year, because he didn't have any classes at LSU. And I talked to my buddy. Jordan Palmer, and he says, you know, this guy's been a full-time football player for a year. So the the learning curve is just going to be um, the day-to-day uh, NFL, um, you know, practice schedule. But other than that, he's used to uh, diving full deep into football. Um, he's not, not you know, going to be surprised by a ton of things. Um, and I think physically, he's not the most gifted guy, but um, he's gone through adversity at Ohio State. He's proved himself at the biggest schools in the country, against the biggest schools in the country. Um, I just think uh, people can, can go in back and look at tape and see it. He always has his eyes downfield. So he's the, the, the new and improved version of a drop-back quarterback in that he is, he's mobile. You know, like there's no more statues in the league anymore. He's, he's the next phase of not a mobile runner, but he's a – you know, he moves enough to throw. And so many times he's basically his feet are going down the field, not to the sideline, and he can slip and turn and throw with accuracy. So um, he's got a smooth stroke, smooth feet. But the biggest thing, I think, for all these quarterbacks is has, have they had any adversity? And he, you know, he has at Ohio State, and he's a coach's kid. So he checks a lot of boxes that should, people should be excited. Can he overcome the Cincinnati, you know, organization? Who knows? Right, I mean, yeah. that's. It's all about fit, you know. Uh, the great Paul Troth is uh, with us uh, here. Uh, he's on the line. Uh, we're talking to him. He uh, now does uh, some quarterback analysis uh, with NBC Sports up in Washington. Uh, and, uh, of course, ECU football alum. 
Uh, great to have uh, Paul back with us uh, here. He's uh, a great guy and a, a great friend and a good family man, but uh, does a really great job evaluating uh, these quarterbacks, the high school level through the college level and guys going to the NFL. Tua Tungavaloa. Uh, Tua had the injury. Uh, yeah. I mean, is he a first-round guy in your estimation, and what do you like that you've seen uh, you know, on him on tape? He is by far my most favorite quarterback I've ever been around at the Elite 11. Um, I guess if I could explain it, he um, he's everything Tim Tebow is as a, per- as a person, um, but a way better football player, way better, way better quarterback. Uh, he's infectious. He, when he, he walks in a room, he, you know, everybody knows he's in there without him speaking. Um, he's the guy that you want to put your organization in his hands. Um, and then in terms of precise throwing, he's pretty accurate. And I think, uh, the injuries that I've been back and forth about this, you know, those things with the ankles, those are like, those are like little tune-ups that every college player goes through. I mean, that's how good the medical people are in college. Now the hip, um, you know, my, my boss, my mentor, Trent Dilfer, you know, he's been working him out training him for his pro day, working him out, all those things. And obviously he's biased, but to this day, he's his favorite quarterback that's ever come to Elite 11. Um, and that, that's been a lot of kids. I mean, that's been a lot of great quarterbacks. And uh, it has everything to do with, you know, being able to entrust the whole organization in, in your hands. And Tua can do that. He wants that. He accepts that. Um, and the adversity that he's had to overcome, you know, the injuries and then being a, a Hawaii kid that people, not many people understand the Samoan culture. So, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's just infectious, right? He, he makes everybody feel like they're the most important person in the room. Um, and he, on the football field, we've already seen what he's able to do. So, um, I'm excited about him. I think he's going to, I just want him to find the right fit. Um, and I think he's a transcendent talent. You know, I think he really is. I think people are going to be talking about him like, you know, he's a Russell Wilson-esque wow. player. Yeah. I really do. I really like him a lot. How about Jalen Hurts? Uh, you know, finished his career at Oklahoma. Uh, what a player. Uh, what do you? What are your thoughts on, on Hurts? I, everything I'm seeing, might, maybe a late second round, early third round guy. It's all about fit. Um, I think he's going to be a guy who, he, you know, the stigma – is what it is, but he's proven doubters wrong from high school. I remember uh, when we were at Elite 11, he was committed to Alabama, and another kid uh, was also committed to Alabama, and we, the other kid was the more highly recruited kid. And, you know, football people know if you play high school football in the state of Texas, you're pretty good. <laughs> if, you're, right, yeah. if, you're a co- if you're a coach's kid, you're, you have just that much more uh, going for you. So he's both of those. Then he started as a freshman at Alabama in the SEC. Uh, he was, you know, labeled as a mobile quarterback. So what does he do? He says, I'm going to go to Oklahoma, and we all know Lincoln Riley and, and what he can do. Um, physically, you know, he's, he's very, very um, powerful with his, you know, mo- mobility. His, his arm strength is, is incredible. Accuracy is, you know, you can always put asterisks, guys coming from air raid offenses, but what is the NFL now, right? I mean, it's, yeah. it's going to start looking like this every year because 
these football players that are playing quarterback, and I and I, I mean that in all seriousness, they're football players playing quarterback who can throw and move. They're they're what the NFL wants, and so he if he can find the right organization, um, you know, I love the fact that the Dallas Cowboys are interested in him. I mean, to me, he's just a smaller back. I mean, that's smart by them. I think um, he can find the right fit. He can find the right. Um, area to fit in in the NFL. We got Paul Troth with us here. Uh, any Anybody else that you think uh, could be a an early day one, day two, uh, early third round kind of pick? Uh, Jordan Love out at Utah State. Yeah. Uh, the kid out of Everybody, Oregon, Herbert. You know, yeah. uh, just you know, who, who have you been impressed with uh, that we haven't mentioned? Everybody falls in love with those guys here late in, in the process and leading up to, to the draft night. And, and I don't, you know, I don't doubt that. Um, I just know what, what I've experienced, you know, one-on-one with a guy that, that I fell in love with. And, and again, he's a dude's dude. And um, to me, he's going to find if, – if he finds the right organization, he can sit for a year and, and play and, and play a long career. And that, to me, is Jake Fromm. I think um, mm. people, people forget about what he did as a true freshman also. As much as they want to talk about Tua coming in and winning the national championship, this is a guy who took over – at Georgia, and he took them all the way, you know, 12-game season. They go all the way to the championship. And then, you know, it is what it is. Like, if he could have came out, you know, two years ago, it may have been a different story. But Jake Fromm is another guy who he plays high school football in Georgia. He is infectious when he walks in a room. He carries uh, the burden. He welcomes the burden. Um Physically, he's not going to run around. But in terms of accuracy and understanding football, you know, I was being around him. He knows where to go with the football, when to go with the football. Um, he's had incredible draft prep down there with uh, David Morris, who's mentored, you know, Daniel Jones and Eli Manning and, and those guys. So a year or two from now, you know, I'd like to – sit here and say that I was right on Jake Fromm. <laughs> maybe not, you know, maybe not draft night, maybe not. Right. But, you know, you know, everybody loves the Tom Brady story and everybody loves the Uncle Wilson story and everybody loves even the Dak Prescott story. Those guys are never first round picks. And I think, you know, all these quarterbacks, I don't know if there's just one guy that can go in and start day one and not have hurdles because obviously if you're going number one or top five, those organizations are struggling to begin with. So, um, to me, I, I hope Jake finds the right fit. Um, Jordan Love, tremendous athlete, tremendous talent. Justin Herbert, he's kind of a recluse. Nobody really knows about him. We didn't know about him at Elite 11. He, did, he didn't come and compete. Um, and he was literally right down the road from us. But he's had a tremendous career. I think, you know, you ask, you go back and look at the offense that he's in. Is it a pick and stick offense? Which one of these guys has ever taken a snap from under center? Because, I'll say this, the, the San Francisco 49ers have given the, the league a blueprint for how to play offense with the running game. And that's the offense playing under center that was prevalent 20 years ago. So it's yeah. really cyclical, right? Like, I, I, I have a cool story in that. I don't know how much time you have, but my high school linebacker that I coached up here ended up playing middle linebacker for Clemson Tigers. He was the MVP of the semifinal game. Well, he, his name's Chad Smith. And he calls me during the corner. He's, hey, man, I need you to work me out at fullback. I'm like, fullback? He's like, yeah. He's like, these teams want film of me playing fullback because every team now, you know, whatever that guy's 
was it uh, Jerkovic or for the Niners? Yeah, yeah, oh, of, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, a lot of these teams are now going to start running with the fullbacks, and so it's, wow. I'm, I'm laughing. I'm laughing as a 38 year old guy because I'm like, yeah, I played with a fullback, and the guys that I coach now, they don't even know what a fullback is. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's just it's going to be interesting to see how the the spread systems merge with the dropback systems, and and which quarterback can you know it's all about fit, right? It's all about fit, and so. um it's going to be fun to watch. I'm bummed that it's not, you know, normal draft on Thursday night, but um, a lot of good quarterbacks, a lot of good players. Um, I know up here they're excited about Chase Young because I think they'd be idiots not to take that kid. Um, but, yeah. Uh, Paul Troth, great uh, to have you on with us. Uh, maybe in about 30 seconds, who do you – are you, Kyle Allen, are you impressed with him? Dwayne Haskins, how do you see that? Because – you know, it seems like Haskins uh, is back on some troubled yeah. social media wise. Oh man, yeah, it's it's it's, it's constant. Uh, under thirty under thirty seconds, uh, prediction. I'll go on record as saying uh, I think Kyle Allen will be the starting quarterback by the end of the year. Now, are they both here next year? That's also remain to be seen because the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes will get heated up here right about Monday morning. Uh, hey, I, I do want to get you back on. We'll try to get you back here in a few weeks because I want to talk about the yeah. Redskins situation. I want to get your take on Cam Newton, and I'd love to yep. get some of your Trevor Lawrence thoughts too. So we'll we'll set that uh, up. Hey, Paul, yep. I appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot. You all stay safe up there. Yeah, brother. Go Pirates. All right, there he goes. Paul Troth. Great to have Paul uh, with us. Uh, great friend, uh, and uh, he's awesome. Uh, really, really good to have him. Uh, on with us uh, here, uh, NBC Sports Washington Elite 11. Uh, Paul has really done a great job with all of that. All right, we'll come back, wrap things up after this PJ Show. Ben Barm here for your 94 Through the Game Sports Update. Pirate Basketball receives a commitment from three-star recruit and six-foot-two, 175-pound guard Noah Farrakhan of the Patrick School in Hillside, New Jersey. Farrakhan averaged 7.1 points and 2.4 assists this season at the Patrick School, shooting 46% from the field and 34% from deep. When asked why he committed to ECU, Farrakhan says that Joe Dooley is a Jersey guy, that he believes in him as a person and a basketball player. After a shocking report that UConn president Tom Katsalias had announced to a UConn journalism class that fall sports would likely be canceled for the university this upcoming season. Some clarification has recently been made shortly after a UConn sport. A UConn sport spokesperson clarified on Twitter that the UConn president meant that fall sports would be canceled only if current conditions of quarantine and the coronavirus persist. Minor League Baseball is looking at a drastic change when Major League Baseball proposed to Minor League Baseball last year. It's plans to cut the minor leagues from 160 teams to 120 in negotiations for a new professional baseball agreement. Such a proposal was greeted by many as unthinkable. When MLB and the MILB negotiators convene on a teleconference tomorrow, multiple sources with knowledge of the negotiations say MILB will indicate that it agrees to 120 affiliated teams in a new PBA agreement. XFL Commissioner Oliver Luck has sued XFL under Vince McMahon. Luck, through his attorney, said he was wrongfully term terminated in a case that was filed in Connecticut last Thursday and is owed the money that he was guaranteed when he signed on to become the commissioner in May 2018. In the NFL, the Panthers have moved their training facility from Spartanburg to Rock Hill, South Carolina. The team recently completed a $16 million purchase of more than 240 acres of land to build their new complex. And the Patriots and Buccaneers have completed a trade involving Rob Gronkowski, 
a deal that would reunite the retired tight end with Tom Brady in Tampa. Gronkowski, who turns 31 next month, has a one-year and $10 million left on his contract with the Patriots. It's been reported by ESPN's Adam Sheffield that the deal involves the Patriots center Rob Gronkowski and a seventh-round pick for a fourth-rounder pending a physical. Here at 94.3 The Game Sports Update, I'm Ben Byron. More from the Patrick Johnson Show after this quick timeout. Patrick Johnson, every weekday at 5. I know he's a friend of yours, but that guy is bonkers. This is the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. What a day, What a great show. It was so great to have uh, both Paul Troth and Terrence Copper on. Love those guys. They're just two great guys. I'm, I'm glad to call them friends of Pirates. They're just great guys. And Ben, boy, that thing with minor league baseball, we didn't even have time to get into that today with the Panthers. Uh, maybe tomorrow, too, Panthers moving their uh, training camp. Uh, tomorrow, Commissioner of the American Athletic Conference, Mike Oresco will be our guest on the Patrick Johnson Show. Make some more news tomorrow, I think. Uh, Thanks to our guests. Ben, great job. And we'll talk to everybody tomorrow. Have a safe evening.